0: Welcome to Now I See. I'm your host, Kit McCarty. My guest today is Lewis Hogan. Welcome, Lewis.
1: Hello, good to be with you today.
0: I am so glad you're here. Lewis is the president and founder of United Cry, an organization that challenges pastors and Christian leaders to take responsibility for the spiritual condition of our nation. He serves with his wife, Rachel, on the board of America Praise, a network of over 30,000 churches and leaders nationwide. He's the founder of the J2 Project, which equips churches for times of crisis, is on the National Prayer Committee, hosts a national prayer call every Thursday, and served five years as a Texas state pastor for the Family Research Council. He and Rachel have been married for 31 years, sharing business ministry, and a family that includes three sons, a daughter-in-law, and a granddaughter, which is plenty of reason to pray right Mm. there. Lewis, I see you as, well, obviously (laughs) prayerful, but as a patriot, a visionary, an entrepreneur, a trusted resource, and a role model for ministry leaders. Well, thank you. How do you see yourself?
1: (laughs) Well, I hope that, uh, you know, as a minister, and my wife and I have pastored in uh, many years in the past, and before we started United Cry, and I want to be genuine. I want to have a heart for the Lord and uh, no guile in me. I want to really just lead, and I care for our nation. I care for revival, I care for awakening, prayer, all those things. And so that's really what has led our journey that my wife and I have been on for many years now, actually. So uh, I can tell you a little bit about the history of how we got got started, and it's it's, uh, kind of multifaceted. My wife and I pastored for many years, and 2004, we're pastoring our church. Kind of minding my own business, as I tell people. When I mean, the Lord broke in, <laughs> and I was—that's <laughs> <sounds> always <laughs> a
0: good thing when you're a pastor, right? <laughs> exactly.
1: And uh, I was uh, actually I would get to church early on Sunday mornings by myself just to pray. And uh, as I was praying one Sunday morning, no one else was there. The next thing I knew, I never had this happen before. It was like I was out in the middle of a prairie field, and uh, all around me were babies in this field. And they all had their heads thrown back, and they were welling. And I'm trying to figure out what's going on, what I'm looking at. The Lord spoke to me and said, I'm showing you every aborted baby in America mm-hmm. since 73. There's mm-hmm. over 40 million babies in the field, mm-hmm. and they are, they are crying out for justice. The blood is crying up from the ground. Oh. And so that uh, really, of course, probably lasted a minute or two, that vision from the Lord of these babies. But it really kind of changed the whole trajectory of life and ministry for my wife and I. I guess so. And so we continued to pastor our church. We knew the Lord was doing something. Something was, uh, didn't have the full picture. About six months later, I had a kind of, what we just call another encounter with the Lord in the church we were pastoring. And it's through that encounter with the Lord that he began to, he spoke to me, uh, the house of prayer. And I didn't fully understand that, what he meant by the house of prayer. Mm -hmm. Of course, Jesus said my Mm -hmm. house would be called a house of prayer for all nations, Mm -hmm. but I felt like the Lord was saying something even beyond that. And so I was telling my wife about it driving home. She said, what did the Lord speak to you when that was taking place? And I told her about the house of prayer. She said, you know, I think there's a house of prayer up in Kansas City called the International House of Prayer I've heard about. And so sure enough, there was. And... Long story, I won't go into all of that, but the long story of that is about six months after that encounter with the Lord, we wound up resigning our church, we had direction mm-hmm. for the Lord to resign mm-hmm. our church, and to be about a house of prayer. And so that's how I kind of got really started on this journey with uh, United Cry. That was in 2005 at that point. And so through the next seven years, we wound up at Shady Grove Church here in Grand Prairie, Texas. Uh they, had, at that time, had really only the only house of prayer in the in the Metroplex. And so I really went there just to spend time with the Lord. I was going to do something on my own and start a house of prayer. And, but I just felt from the Lord to go there daily for a few months just to pray in their prayer watches. And as I was going daily, uh, they had a transition on staff with the, the gentleman that was directing the house of prayer. And so they approached me. I had got to know this, the leadership there of, of Shady Grove, Pastor Owen Griffin, Gary Benjamin, those guys. And they said, hey, would you consider staying here and directing our house of prayer, which was called All Nations House of Prayer? Our church was called All Nations Church that we had left to uh to be about the house of prayer. So it was just a God thing and how we, the Lord lined all that up. So the next seven or eight years, we were all about the house of prayer, got very involved in some national ministries. I became the Texas pastor for Family Research Council, working with pastors statewide in Texas to really take a stand uh, of righteousness for for our, ultimately for our nation. And so all of that led to 2012, launching out what we've done now for the last 10 years is United Cry. And so we've had, when we started, we had three mandates, really believing that what the Lord, the picture of the Lord has given me, our three mandates are uh, protecting life, promoting pastors or partnering with pastors, mm-hmm. and praying for revival and awakening, believing that pastors were key in our nation to be a voice speaking from the pulpit, speaking true biblical values to see our nation begin to turn. But also what was in my heart was this thing of uh, to see true revival and awakening, Believe, uh, believing ultimately it is our only hope. We must see uh, a spiritual awakening in our nation once again, and really believing that those two things that the Lord encountered me with when we were past our church, which was the abortion issue mm-hmm. and the place of prayer, day and night prayer, those two things were critical to seeing revival and awakening birthed out. And so we set out through United Cry, working with pastors nationally, to uh, encourage them to be a voice in their city, their community, uh, to, for, to be a voice for life To do ministry At their, their pregnancy resource centers Do everything they could to stand for life Unashamedly And then also the second part of that is Also beginning to help them set up Day and night prayer at the local church level within their mm-hmm. church Believing those Love two that. things would birth out revival and uh, I, I really do believe we're on the precipice of that of seeing great awakening and revival. We've had several kind of major prayer gatherings through United Cry. In 2016, we did a a big gathering on the National Mall called United Cry DC 16 in front of the Lincoln Memorial, where we gathered as pastors nationally, many leaders together, and that was really our focus was to pray for the ending of abortion there in DC, but also to pray for revival and awakening. And so 2017, we had not planned to do another gathering, but we wound up doing another United Cry prayer gathering in 2017, and that is where we actually launched out a ministry called America Praise, P-R-A-Y-S, where we... (laughs) 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 Not praise, but praise, you know? (laughs) Uh, Where we were really, the Lord instructed us to do that, to release the spirit of prayer upon the local church in America. So we launched out America Praise with really the goal to see... 40,000 churches nationally, which is a tithe of churches in the nation, Mm -hmm. uh, adopt day and night prayer at the local church level. So right now we have about 20,000 churches that are doing day and night prayer from that, from 2017. Wow, that's amazing. And so just believing that we just see all this culmination taking place and these pieces of the puzzle coming together. Uh, that we're about to see true revival and awakening. Last year, we did a gathering here in Texas on April the ninth, called Praying at the Heart of Texas. Uh, we gathered intercessors from across the state. We had about three thousand intercessors in a place called Brady, Texas. Wow! Which we determined that was the, ce- which is the, basically the center of Texas. There, uh,
0: Are there even three thousand people
1: in Brady? There's, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Place for them to stay. I don't. Stay? That's I, don't crazy. I don't know. Exa- it's a little town for <laughs> yeah, sure. Kinda, for sure. Uh, you know. You have to be going there to get there because exactly. it's off the beaten path. Yeah, that's great. But it was the center of the state, and yeah. their town ta- and their town motto was the heart of Texas. Okay. So we gathered there last year. So the Lord has just allowed us to do these prayer, you know, these mm-hmm. larger prayer gatherings, but also at the same time to help churches at the local level be a voice for life and be uh, to engage in day and night prayer. So that is kind of our story and what we're about with United Cry uh, in this season right now.
0: uh, Wow, you've just said so many great things. I'm wondering, how much pushback do you feel um, from pastors saying... We really only have one mission, to share the gospel. And and they they feel like their congregations wouldn't permit them to take a political stance or to um, promote patriotism in any way, especially with the media accusing churches of, you know... um, Right. Yeah, of being too politically active. Right. A lot of people use the phrase, you know, separation of
1: church and state. Do mm-hmm. you feel
0: that from pastors? Do you feel some there? Pushback? There, is de-
1: there is definitely that, but we, I really believe part of the purpose of why the Lord had to start United Cry and to really target pastors was that, was many of that, that very issue right there. So. And there's many pastors that have been fearful to really mm-hmm. engage in life or the issues, the, Bibli- the issues facing our nation. For a multitude of reasons, one may be fearful of, of, honestly, of losing their 501c3. Which uh, there's a lot of um, uh, misinformation surrounding that that whole issue that losing your 501c3 uh, that goes back that, mm-hmm. to the 50s. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, but also part of it also was just. Pastors being fearful not to offend someone, just being really honest with you, not to to speak truth would maybe offend someone, losing them, and so on. Uh, So that's what we what we've encountered. But at the same time, there's many pastors out there that are really, really are taking a stand and being and, and speaking truth from the pulpit. And I believe that this is just to speak kind of prophetically, if I could, what the Lord has been showing me. Uh, is I feel like we're in a season right now, a couple of things that the Lord spoke toward the end of 2022, going into this new year. One of those was that we are in a time of divine encounters from the Lord. And so uh, in January this year, this month, the second day of this month, you may remember there was a football game on Monday night, Buffalo Bills and the Bengals, and in the middle of the game, uh, I believe his name was Damar Hamlin, if I remember right. He collapsed on the field <laughs> and went to cardiac arrest. As I'm watching this, the Lord spoke to me, said, watch this. This is a prophetic picture of what I'm speaking to you. Uh, so I, of course, through that, what we saw Im- happen immediately is here is, you know, men, uh, teams playing, stadium full of people, people watching nationally, Playing football in a moment, everything changed. In one minute they're playing football, the next minute you have both teams on their knees, sobbing, crying out to God for this player that has collapsed.
0: And people in the stands. And in the
1: stands. Mm -hmm. And on national TV, an ESPN analyst praying, you know. And I remember when uh, Tim Tebow came into the NFL several years back, you know, quite a few years back now. Of course, he was a strong Christian believer. And he was fined, actually, for going on the field and praying. And he was told he could not do that anymore. But here you have, this January, just a few, you know, a few weeks ago, both teams on their knees crying out to God, ESPN. And they're, they're, they're not worried about getting fined or getting their, their, the moment they knew that they had to cry out to God in that moment and for God's intervention in, the, in the, that young man's life. So I believe that that was a picture of what the Lord's going to be doing throughout this year. There's going to be moments where we're going about days as usual. In a moment, everything changes. And it could be something in our own personal life. It could be something, an event, maybe even a crisis situation that happens in a region or a nation. nation. In a moment, it's a a massive call to prayer. And so I believe we're in those days right now, of these divine interventions. Even And this is where I was going to go a little bit with this. I believe even in... Churches. Uh, <laughs> I
0: was hoping you'd say especially in. Yes, even, especially evening. in churches.
1: <laughs> yes, especially in churches. I believe that, uh, that we are in such a uh, a need for a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit for revival and awakening. And I believe the Lord is very intentional about that in this hour. That He is intentional. That He is going to return again soon. And we believe we're in the end times, the end days. I do believe that. And he's all about preparing his church, his bride, for his return. And part of that is returning to our first love, getting our heart centered back on the Lord, and get our focus back on that, which is really, really imp- important, mm-hmm. you know, uh, which is relationships and family and our relationship with the Lord. And I believe there's going to be divine inter- uh, moments and services where the, where the Lord comes in and moves, and it, it may disrupt everything. <laughs> And I feel like it's almost, uh, it's but it's going to be of the Lord, and it's going to be it's going to be about uh, putting the attention back on Him and this thing of first love. And I think it's crucial right now that when those moments come, we respond in the correct way. That when the Holy Spirit begins to move, that we don't get nervous about it or want to shut it down. But it's really in our hearts to say, Holy Spirit, come and have Your way in this place, mm-hmm. because that is where miracles are released and lives are touched and transformed and changed. And so I just believe that's the season we're in right now. So I pray for pastors. When those moments come, Pastor, would you respond? Would you let the Holy Spirit move? Because the Holy Spirit can do more in one minute than we can do in 10 years of of working to, to impact lives and hearts, you know? So that's a part. I may need to stop and let you ask me a question, but there's another part to that also. So I'll stop for a minute. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> right, put your
0: finger on that one. Okay. And we will circle back to that. I was loving that the national response was to stop everything and pray. Nobody asked for prayer. Right. People just did it because they knew it was the right thing to do. And yep. I believe, as you do, that God has put in our hearts a desire to cry out to Him when we need help. Amen. So uh, to see that as people's natural response is very encouraging to
1: me. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so I really
0: think that you're onto something here with, right. uh, with your observation about prayer and, and that pastors can can also sense this rising tide of people needing to pray. Yes. And so to be able to put tools in their hands and provide resources and encouragement to them, I think is, is a great thing. And that's exactly what you're doing. Okay. Amen. Let's circle back to what you wanted to talk about.
1: Yeah. And the other word I had, okay. and it, it's going to sound almost a little, maybe a little bit negative when I say it, but it's actually very, very encouraging. Well, let's go. Yes. I heard the Lord say it's demo day in the church. <laughs> now, when that. I when I heard the term demo day, I admitted, I thought back to there's a there's a show you everybody many people are familiar with the Gaines family down in Waco sure. Texas I have my son lives there you can't go to Waco and not see the the effects of the Gaines family it's everywhere, it's everywhere. <laughs> and so but they had their show where they would buy an old house and they would um, uh you know it, it was run down or whatever it is and they would move to fix it up but they had this day called demo day where they would uh, go in with a sledgehammer basically and they would begin to just knock out cabinets and doors and sheetrock and it looked like they were going to destroy the house but they weren't destroying they were basically taking it back to the studs that they could rebuild it to something beautiful and i feel like that's what the lord is doing it's doing going to be doing with intentionality in the church in this hour He said he's taking us back to the studs basically which i would another word for that maybe would be the basics yep uh yep. Prayer, uh, the Word, uh, fasting, mm-hmm. and uh, the story that he brought to mind was uh, excuse me, uh, Mark nine, the little boy that was uh, had a spirit of a mute spirit mm-hmm. talks about, and no one could get that spirit cast out of that little boy, even the disciples couldn't. Here comes Jesus, and of course Jesus casts the spirit out, and I believe it's the Father that said, uh, "Ask, you know, forgive us of our unbelief." And I do believe that that is something that the Lord is saying this hour, that that is one issue in the church that we have to uh, confront is the spirit of unbelief. Do we God. really believe that God can do what he says he's going to do? What's in the word of miracles and healings? Do we really believe that? Help our spirit of unbelief, you know? And so, uh, but the second part of that, that Jesus said was, as he cast out that, that spirit out of that little boy, he said, this kind only comes through prayer and fasting. God. And I believe we're in the days right now where we, as believers, the church, we have to be, have a lifestyle of fasting, intentional fasting in this hour. But if we'll go there and we'll do that and be diligent in that, I believe we are going to experience great miracles and healings and breakthroughs for for issues we've been praying for in our own life or families. We're going to see miracles take place through our prayer and dedicated prayer and fasting uh, i believe we're going to see it happen so those were the two as we're going into this year the two main words i was hearing from the lord uh and really i think in a few minutes we'll talk about a conference we're doing what led to this conference it's coming up uh here in, in just a few weeks yeah
0: yes so let's take a break right now and we'll come right back to it listeners stay tuned our new bumper music? A big thanks to one of our former guests, Joelle Salazar, for creating and performing the brand new Now I See theme song, especially for us. The new year has brought on a lot of other new things for us as well, including new guests with new stories, new authors, new causes, and a lot of new friends. If you're new to the Now I See podcast, welcome. We're so glad you're here. Please take a moment to like and subscribe to our show, leave a good rating and review, and share our show with people you think would enjoy it. You can find out more about us by visiting our site at nis.media, where you can catch up on previous episodes using our search tool or our blog tab. You can get to know about our featured causes and find some great reads from previous guests like Karen Robertson, Dale Sims, misu andrews and more on our authors page you can find out more about our guest today in our show notes and we'd like to find out more about you so won't you drop us a line on our website or on our socials at now pod we're looking forward to getting to know you better and i know you're looking forward to getting back to our conversation with lewis hogan so here we go We are back from our break with our guest today, Lewis Hogan. So, Lewis, before our break, we were talking a little bit about prayer and fasting. Right. So, for some people that are unfamiliar with the um, practice of fasting, can you unpack that a little bit? What does that look like to you?
1: Yeah, and I tell people, you know, because I am a big believer in fasting. Me too. And I really, you know, what I tell people and like to tell people, that looks different for different individuals. There are different ways to fast, of course, uh, from you know, I've, I've, I've known individuals that fast, no food, uh, just drink water, 30, 40-day fast. Uh, but I also um, know individuals that have health concerns, diabetes, whatever it may be, and they're more limited on what they can do. So it really is, I th- what I really see it as is posture of the heart, and pushing our heart before the Lord and in those times, you know, when I fast, those times when I would be eating, I I do I really don't have dietary restrictions, so a lot of times for me it is food. And so those times that I would normally be eating, I just take that time whether it's at lunchtime or the dinner time and spend it with the Lord. Just Coming before the Lord, you know, I'm sacrificing food, which I love food, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> me too, right there with you. I love meals, but so it is. I, you know, it's, I, it's. I, I can't say that I necessarily just, just jump up and down every time it's time to fast, but mm-hmm. I know it's so important, mm-hmm. and it, and it, and it's not necessarily easy for me, but I believe it's so imperative my Christian walk, mm-hmm. and too. to see breakthrough and i seeing the Lord just to center my heart on the Lord, and and in those times where. Uh, I'd may rather be doing something else or eating a meal, mm-hmm. just center my heart on the Lord. And that, again, that looks different for everyone. I know, you know, some that cannot skip meals, but they say, you know what? I want to, uh, I can skip sugar. I, I don't, I, 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 won't eat dessert. I, you know, uh, those type of things, or, uh, maybe it's television, just whatever you can do and socials, whatever, socials <laughs> yeah. or social media, yeah. whatever it is. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. But, uh, but it really is a, it's posturing your heart before the Lord and saying, my, God, your presence in my life is more important than anything else, That well kind said. of that first love. Well said. And uh, taking that time when you might be doing something, normally doing something else, spending that time seeking the Lord, just in prayer, or just sitting before the Lord with worship music on and seeing what he has to say, because he wants to speak to our hearts. I believe that. And so, But it really is just setting that side of time to spend with the Lord when you would normally maybe be doing something else. So that's maybe that's an oversimplified way of looking at fasting, but that's best way I you know that's what it is for me, and I come out of those times of fasting. I really I believe it really tunes our heart to hear the Lord more than when we're just kind of going about our daily life. And I come out of those times of fasting really thankful for it, and uh, just being able to hear the Lord with more clarity and what He has to say over me and. Even seeing breakthroughs in prayer that, uh, you know, so it's multifaceted, it really is.
0: Me too. And yeah. it's, for me, it free, feels really empowering because I can say no to my cravings right. and say yes to better things. Amen. And that's kind of the, you, you were it. saying yeah. about the posture of the heart is I'm going to set aside what I want right. today to exactly. listen to what exactly. God would say and what God wants. So we're going to find out about that and a big event coming up <laughs> that will not include fasting, at least part of it, right. but will include worship, will include uh, people gathering to pray. Tell us about your event coming up.
1: Yes, this is this event coming up is a, really a culmination, I believe, of what's been in my heart for a long time. I've lived in the Metroplex most all of my life, uh, except for six years. My wife and I were associate pastors at a church down in Conroe, Texas, down close to Houston, and I call that my wilderness days because <laughs> <laughs> I love the Dallas-Fort Worth area. So I, don't, I haven't had it too bad. That's my wilderness days, Conroe, Texas, you know. But uh, anyway, so, but we, we moved back up here after that period. That's when we started our church and it led to United Cry. And so my heart really, ultimately what is in my heart is to see true revival and spiritual awakening. As I said earlier, I believe it's really the only hope for our nation ultimately. And so... Uh, you know, I've been in the Metroplex for many years, lived here. There's been many, many, many prophetic words spoken over the Metroplex. And I won't go into all those, the I-35 corridor and many others that have that have been spoken that I believe are the Lord and in the heart of the Lord. And, you know, since in in my days here and years here, we've seen pockets of revival where maybe this church over here, the Lord just moved in a super, in a really special way and uh, there was a real move of God over in this church, or maybe there's a church over here that experienced a real move of God. But I believe what is in the heart of the Lord is to go beyond pockets of revival in this season. That we're going to truly see a, a real outpouring of God's Spirit upon all of the metroplex. That it would touch hundreds or thousands. Of, you know, there's right, right at five thousand churches in the metroplex. Uh-huh. That it would touch many churches, hundreds, yes, thousands Lord. of churches. I believe that's what is in the heart of the Lord. And so this gathering coming together, is that's what this is really about.
0: Give it a name. I've been teasing it. Go ahead and say it.
1: Uh, DFW Awake? There we go. Okay, <laughs> there we go. yes. Uh, DFW Awake is what we're calling it, and it's going to be at the Lighthouse Church in Dallas, South Dallas, and there's no charge for the for the event. Uh, we are, it's not, you can come and fast. We are start having lunch that day, providing lunch for everyone that's a Looking part of it. Looking forward to it. <laughs> and uh, so, and... There is no cost. We are are asking people to register just so we'll know how many are coming and have enough lunch for everyone. And you can go to our website, unitedcry.com or .org. Either one will work. And when you get on the homepage, you'll see it says uh, DFW Awake. Just click on that and it'll take you right to the registration. And it's really simple to fill out. Just basically your name and email address and that's all it is.
0: I already did. So excited. Awesome.
1: Awesome. So, uh, but believing that and this is what I've been hearing from the Lord in this region here, that they're part of the prophetic words over this area that God is wanting to do something so supernaturally and outpouring of his spirit in this region that it's going to touch our nation. It will touch all of our nation. And uh, we've seen many, many ministries move here to the Dallas-Fort Worth area through the years with a word that to get themselves positioned in Dallas-Fort Worth because there's going to be a great outpouring of the Holy Spirit that will touch the nation. And what I'm hearing from the Lord right now is now is the time. Mm. Not three Mm. years from now, not five years from now. I believe the Lord is wanting to move now. And so we're just bringing as many pastors and leaders together they can are able to come to the, the Lighthouse Church on that day. And we're going to spend the day, yes, there's going to be moments of, of exhortation. There's going to be worship. But much of the day is going to be just spent in prayer, group prayer, mm-hmm. uh, being led in prayer, just joining the prayer that's happening. And so believing for this outpouring of the Holy Spirit here in the Dallas-Fort Worth region. So we're going to have three focuses of the day. The first one will be on the Dallas-Fort Worth region, our morning session. The second session during the afternoon will be centered on America, praying for a revival, awakening across mm-hmm. our nation, That's and cool. then the evening session will be centered on the global harvest. Mm. There's been many words given about the billion soul harvest that before the Lord returns, there's going to be a great end time revival. And outpouring that will usher in a, at least a billion souls into the kingdom. <laughs> and I believe that's the days that we truly the days that we're in. So we're mm-hmm. going to address that and pray into that on that Saturday evening session. Oh, so it's going to be multifaceted. And, but at the heart of it is to see revival and awakening birthed out in the Dallas Fort Worth region across our nation and the nations of the earth. And so that is the heart of it.
0: So you've said that it's targeted towards uh, pastors and ministry leaders. Open to anyone or it is specifically open. It them? Is, it
1: is open to anyone. It and is. when I say pastors, our focus has been so on pastors through mm-hmm. United Cry mm-hmm. believing.
0: That's a good if place you get, to start. If you can get the heart of the pastor, you, you, Amen. To, you know.
1: <laughs> so, but it is open to anyone that wants to come. And we have many coming. We have churches that are bringing, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40 people from their congregations. So we'd love to have anyone come and join together. And... The other thing, part of it is, too, is you, if you look at any great move of God or revival that's happened throughout history, the one common denominator in all of it is united prayer. Prayer, prayer, prayer. United prayer. So that's what we're doing on that Saturday, February the 11th. It's coming together to pray together with one heart and in one accord in unity to see a great outpouring of God's spirit.
0: I think for some people it's a challenge. Uh, two things. One, to pray out loud. And one to pray uh, with other people. So, draw us either one of those.
1: Well, <laughs> you know, I, and I under, yes, I fully understand. You know, part of the day, what when we have our gathering on that Saturday, uh, there's something really significant. Even, you know, you can have the large mass gatherings and big gatherings mm-hmm. and prayer, mm-hmm. but there's something so significant about when two or three come together. And of course, the, the, the word addresses that. When two or three, Or together, you know, the Lord's going to be there in the midst. And so there's something significant about that. And, of course, I fully understand. And, you know, I've been a part of a lot of, and that's going to be just a small part of the day. When we come together, and say break into groups and and pray together. And this is what we, to give them a a specific topic to pray through. And, uh, but those times, what I have found is when, if you don't feel comfortable praying, and even in a little group situation, it's okay, <laughs> it's just okay. come and agree in you,
0: prayer. You, you, just
1: be present. Just, just be present. Just be agreeing, because usually in in the group, you'll have one individual they don't have any trouble praying. You know, they don't have any trouble praying out loud, and they can take up the whole time. And it's only it's only going to be like two or three minutes uh, of time with these group prayers. So it's, uh, yeah, the Lord, I just believe in this season we're in right now that we have to that God is calling the church back to prayer, back to the very basics. And not only corporate prayer, but individual. And so I'm huge on encouraging believers to have that time with the Lord every day. And that looks what does that look like? It looks like whatever you want it to look like, you know. For me, for me personally, when I get up in the morning, I do it in the morning. I spend time with the Lord in the mornings just because our house gets crazy after everyone else is up, you know. And it's hard to find time. So I get up early, and I'll just put some worship music on. And I'm just I'll read the scriptures for a few minutes and I will pray to the Lord, but part of and just express my heart to the Lord. And I think that's really what he wants us to do, express our heart to him. And he knows our heart anyway, you know, to express our heart to him though, and it's that thing of relationship, but then also just to be quiet before the Lord and to see what he has to say. So I always have a little journal with me and because the Lord is always wanting to speak. And I'll just jot down whatever the Lord speaks in those times. So uh, it's so simple, you know, but it does take discipline. It does take intentionality to do that. But I would encourage everyone listening, if you don't have that personal time with the Lord every day, uh, make that, in, you know, be intentional about that. I just, it's just so critical in this, in this day we're living to be hearing the voice of the Lord, be directed by the Holy Spirit, and that's what he wants to do. Uh, so that's what it was like for me personally, and I want to encourage everyone to have that time every day. And, of course, I'll, there's corporate gatherings also of prayer that are so important. And uh, one thing that took place out of COVID, and I, this is an encouragement, one thing that took place out of COVID, of course, was, and thank the Lord for technology. When churches shut down, many churches begin doing online services through Facebook or their websites or whatever, and that was wonderful to have that available. Now, of course, across Texas at least, most of the nation, churches are open back up. But what I've seen happening is many are still staying at home watching online, and I would encourage everyone, this is just my personal conviction, I would encourage everyone to, it's important to come together corporately in worship. There's something about the dynamic of corporate worship in relationship, and we need in this hour, we need community. We need relationships, Christian brothers and sisters. And I would encourage you, if you're able to go to—I understand there's time, there's shut-ins and elderly that cannot make it, but if you're able physically to go to church, I would encourage you get your family in church, and because there's a dynamic there of what the Lord is doing that you don't get online. I, I'm thankful for technology, but we need to be in church when we're able to go, and Absolutely. so. Uh, Good. I would just encourage everyone, go to corporate prayer, go to cor- corporate worship. It's important in this hour.
0: Mm, so good. Well, before we close out the show, I do want to just briefly touch on some of the other resources that you have available for pastors and ministry leaders. So you have a Thursday prayer call. Tell me a little bit about that.
1: We do. It's uh, We've been doing it for about six years now, every Thursday morning. Uh, if you go, again, on our website, uh, unitedcry.com, on the homepage, it shares on there, and we have a 7 a.m. Thursday morning prayer call, and it's a direct call-in number, very easy to do. It's not Zoom. It's just like a conference call, a prayer, but we pray through current issues that are happening in our nation or here in the region of Dallas-Fort Worth, and we do have many pastors and leaders to get on that at times. We'll have some share prophetically what they are, some uh, different ones, what they since the Lord is saying that in this hour, so it's kind of multifaceted, but it's every Thursday morning, and that number is there on the homepage of our of our website. They can be involved with that, of course.
0: So good. Um, so you've got about five hundred churches currently involved in your DFW Praise. We do. What if you've got some churches that aren't and wanna be?
1: Well, <laughs> contact me, please. And uh, <laughs> yes, definitely. And all, DFW Praise is also on our, on our website. So we have a separate website for DFW Praise, but we have a link to it on our, our United Cross site. So if you click on that, uh, it goes, it has my contact information and how to, what, just describing what it's all about and how to be a part of it. It's very simple. Basically, all we ask the church to do is take a, a, a day of prayer, one day a month. So we got 500 churches doing that in the metroplex. and we got every day, every month covered, which means we have the whole year covered. So we literally have day and night prayer happening. We have five main prayer points that we ask pastors and intercessors to pray into. So we're coming to that place of agreement all across the metroplex, praying for a revival and awakening, praying for life, praying for families, praying for their local community, praying for their city council, their mayor their school board, whatever it may be. So that's what the prayer points are all about.
0: And we observed recently in the news that when crises happen in a community, people sure. go to church to pray. You've got a ministry that specifically addresses that. Jay, too, talk a little bit about that.
1: We do. We, the Lord laid that on our heart about three years ago, believing. Uh, so my life story, go back just a second. When I was 11 years old, Uh I was the home church I grew up in, I was sitting in a revival service with my mom. I was eleven at the time, and there was a guest evangelist, uh Dick Mills was his name. And I was I was eleven, he's up preaching, and the middle of his message he stops preaching and he points at me next to my mom. No, thank you. (laughs) He says, Son, will you stand up? So I stood up. He said, Joel chapter two is your life message. That was his thing. He talked to said to me, and that was all he said. And he and he kept on preaching, you know. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so I remember my mom. She marked it down the Bible, and I remember, you know, that course. That was a kind of a life changing experience, even as an eleven year old <laughs> to be called out. Yeah, and I would read Joel too as a teenager. Think, what in the world does this mean? You know, but. uh as, but the Lord began to bring that back when we started United Cry and all. The Lord really began to highlight Joel two again, and really Joel two is a is a message to a nation that's in crisis. Oh, that's so good. That when really a prescription for what we were to be about when a nation is in crisis. And I would say, in our nation, America, we are in crisis. And He says in there, you know, blow the trumpet, sound the alarm, to gather together from the nursing babes to the elders in that place of prayer, uh, to rend your heart and not your garments, to come together in prayer, crying out to God for mercy on the nation and that he would leave behind a blessing. So when we had our gathering, every gathering we have done in D.C., when we did our Texas, those were really Joel 2 solemn assemblies and uh, crying out to God for mercy, for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And so uh, that is uh, that Joel 2 message, I believe, is prevalent. And it's what we need to be about in this hour right now. Here in our own nation. So uh, I don't know if that answers your question or not, but sure that, yeah. That's great. <laughs> but That's that is, uh, anyway, thank you so much.
0: Man, we could, be, we could just go on and on <laughs> all day, but I'd love to be able to close out our show. Um, and as we do, I usually ask people if there's anything you'd like, or ask my guests if there's anything you'd like people to see more clearly as a result of our conversation. But today I wanna to do something different. Sure. I wanna invite you to pray.
1: Okay. We'd love to Would do that, I, definitely. So let's
0: pray for our ministers, uh, minister leaders, for our pastors, for our nation. Amen. Would you do that? Amen.
1: Sure. Thanks. So, Father, we just come before you this uh, this day, Lord. We thank you, Father, for uh, this time together, Lord. I'm just so grateful, Father, for uh, this time of just getting the opportunity to share what is in my heart and, Father, what's going to be taking place here in a few weeks on February the 11th. But, Father, I just pray for everyone that's listening right now, Lord. Father, you when we started United Cry, you put pastors on our heart. That was to be kind of our target uh, audience, Lord, because you love pastors, Lord. And, Father, we know uh, as a pastor, previous pastor myself, Lord, that the, all the pressures that come to bear mm-hmm. as a pastor, Lord, mm-hmm. leading a congregation, uh, Father. And I love pastors. You love pastors, Heavenly Father. And mm-hmm. I lift up every pastor right now that's even that's hearing this uh, podcast, Lord. Father, I just pray uh, strength, I pray encouragement in the name of Jesus on each one. Heavenly Father, Lord, that you would surround them in, in the name of the Lord, that you would bring provision over their families, provision over their churches, Lord, that Father, I'm thankful that it is our testimony, uh, my wife and I, Lord, and the, this ministry that you've called us to, there's never been any lack, God. You've been so faithful uh, in our finances, faithful in your presence, Lord, bringing those key people to surround us and uplift us. And Father, I pray that over every pastor, every church today in Jesus' name. Father, I pray for every believer. That's all of us that's listening today, Lord. Uh, Father, You there is a call to prayer like never before, Lord. And maybe there's those in this uh, audience listening right now that Fasting has not really been a part of your uh, Christian walk or prayer has not, uh, intentional daily prayer has not been a part of your Christian walk. Father, so I pray over each one, Lord. I believe in this hour, we must be hearing your voice with clarity. You want to lead us, you want to guide us, you want to bless our lives, you want to bless our families. Father, you want to bring breakthrough in prayer, Lord Jesus. I know there's some listening right now that have dreams and visions in their heart, Lord, and they have not seen the reality of that, Lord, of of what you want to do through their life. And, Father, there's others that are listening who have prodigals, Lord. They have mm-hmm. sons and daughters that don't, that have left the faith or left their families, even, Lord Jesus, that are out there somewhere, Lord. And, and there's been prayers for years from moms and dads praying for their prodigals, Lord. Father, I believe we're in a season right now. We are going to see miracles and breakthrough take place. We're we're going to see, I'm hearing many testimonies of prodigals coming home, Lord, encounters with the Lord where they, they come back into right relationship with our Heavenly Father. They come back into right relationship with their families. So, Father, I just pray that in the name of Jesus over everyone listening, Lord, that as we set our heart and put our heart back on you, Lord, kind of that first love, Lord Jesus, with intentionality, Lord Jesus, and get rid of a lot of dis- dis- distractions that distract our time, distract our attention. Lord, we are going to begin to see miracles happen, miracles in our families, miracles of healing, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Father, we are, I believe we're in the days of miracles, Lord, and there may be some listening right now that have uh, physical sickness or even a terminal disease, Lord, and they've lost hope. God, I thank you that I believe we're going to be seeing many miracles of healing in this hour Mm. And Father, Mm. that you would touch even those who are listening right now, Lord, that you would do a miracle in their physical body of healing. In the name of Jesus, we pray, Lord. So we just lift up your church, we lift up pastors, we lift up every believer, Father, and thank you, God, that we live in such a time as this, God. Yes. We yeah. can say, we can look at the crosses and we can look at our nation and get discouraged and lose hope, but Father, I believe we're living in the day that our forefathers of the faith longed to live in, Lord. We're going to see things that they longed to see. If I, we are in living in the end times, we're living before you return, Lord, and we're about to see, I believe, personally, a great outpouring of the Holy Spirit Uh, that will usher in your return, Lord. Mm -hmm. So thank you, Lord. Thank you for your mercy, your kindness, Lord, and that we are alive in this hour, and Lord, that we can be all that you call us to be, salt and light, Lord, encouraging uh, faith, Lord Jesus, miracles and healing in this hour. And I just declare that over all of our lives in the name of Jesus. Amen, amen.
0: Hallelujah and amen. Thank you so much, Lewis. Thank you. Well, listeners, if you want to continue to pray with Lewis or get in contact with him, you can do that through his site, unitedcry.com or .org, and you will find a wealth of information there, everything about the DFW Awake event coming up uh, in February, to prayer and fasting on Wednesdays, to uh, partner ministries, to... um, the DFW Praise, everything you need to know about exactly. Lewis and his organizations, right. you can find it right there. Lewis, this has been so much fun, and well, I'm just so you. grateful that you made time for this conversation today. Well, thank
1: you for having me on. It's been a blessing.
0: Thanks, and listeners. We'll see you again next week. We're so glad you were able to join us for today's eye-opening interview. You can find out more about our guest today by reading our show notes or visiting our website at nis.media. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Special thanks to the team at Headset Radio for their technical expertise, and to Joelle Salazar, who created and performed the new Now I See theme song.